Michael Swickert here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico. That's sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili is brought to you from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world. Now, I was asked by somebody if folk singer John Denver was from New Mexico or Colorado. They'd heard rumors that he was a military brat. Well, now that's what I am. I was born at Holloman Air Force Base in Alamogordo. John Denver, not his real name, well, he was born at Walker Air Force Base next to Roswell, New Mexico on New Year's Eve, 1943. His dad was a lieutenant colonel and a pilot at the base. Uh, he, he tested planes and stuff. Now, the John Denver we know, he was born with the name Henry John Duschendorf Jr. No, he didn't play music for very long under that name. Perhaps today he would, but Randy Sparks, a legend in folk music, one of my favorite artists early on, convinced him to change his name because they said Duschendorf will never fit on a marquee. <laughs> right about that. After living in Minnesota a couple years, he bought a nice place near Denver to go. Actually, it was up at Aspen, but it's near Denver. He lived there the rest of his life, and I'll tell more about him in connections with uh, New Mexico one of these days. Now, speaking of chili, gosh, Michael, that seems like what you do. Yes, it is. There's a new taste sensation at the Fresh Chili Company. It's a cocktail sauce using Hatch Valley red chili. Cocktail sauce known as seafood sauce is for seafood such as shrimp and oyster, and it's, it's pretty good. You can marinate grilled foods with it. Well, this new cocktail sauce blends two geographical tastes, the Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world, that taste, and then the cocktail sauce from seafood-rich areas like uh, the Maine Oyster Company in Portland, Maine. Well, well, the way it worked out, see, Hatch Valley Red Chili in a cocktail sauce is a brilliant idea. It became uh, that, that we came up with it because a spicy kitchen experiment between a blogger by the name of Lady Oyster and the development cooks at the Fresh Chili Company, they work together. Now, Hatch Chili is unique to New Mexico Hatch Valley, like the beverage Champagne is unique to the Champagne wine region of France. And then people with the Maine oysters, so that's a very, very specific taste, uh, unique to Maine's cold, pristine waters. And they like to put cocktail sauce on those oysters. Now there's a cocktail sauce that introduces to seafood devotees the astonishingly good taste of Hatch Valley red chili. And they combine that with whatever seafood you might enjoy. Uh, the product of America's soil in Hatch, New Mexico, combines two Fresh Chili Company products. There's Hatch Red Chili Roast. You can get that in a bottle if you want, which is a red chili that stays on the vine until it is bright red and has a natural sweetness and a spicy kick. It's fire, fire roasted for a smoky taste. And now they combine that with Hatchup, which you can get in a bottle the spicy hatch red chili ketchup made from sweet and spicy hatch valley red chili peppers it's a tasty combination of red chili the cocktail sauce has freshly grated horseradish worcestershire sauce a lemon juice freshly minced garlic onion powder and black pepper 
The cocktail sauce is available in our gift shop at 1160 El Paseo Road, Suite D7 in Las Cruces. Open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday, or you can get it online at freshchilico.com. Michael Swicker here with Enchanting Stories, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. So let's talk about Get Rich in New Mexico efforts. I'm mostly talking about the second half of the 1800s and then the 20th century here in New Mexico. Yes, there were some people who came to New Mexico specifically to get rich. Uh, most were tied to the hunt for gold and silver. Writers of Western history highlight precious metals in the gold rush to California, the gold rushes to Nevada, Colorado, Black Hills, Yukon, all those areas. Those are places where there were large deposits of gold and there were thousands of people journeying to the area hoping to strike it rich. A few did, the rest did not. You may have seen photographs of people coming west with the idea of getting rich. Their sign said, California or bust on the Canastoga wagons. California or bust. Some of the wagons were later found with a handwritten note on the side, busted. Here in New Mexico, there was a couple of rushes for precious metals, such as around White Oaks, about 80 miles north of Alamogordo. But most the gold and silver, along with copper and other metals, it was somewhat of a workman's effort to make a living doing those metals. Gold, silver, and other metals are found in volcanic regions where eons ago a volcano erupted. It brought these metals to the surface. The precious metals moved because when the magma cooled, the gold was carried by the very hot water. There's a science of geology, and you can, you can spend a lot of time looking at this. The gold and other precious metals tied to quartz. New Mexico was, so to speak, a hotbed of volcanic activity years and millions of years ago, which is why now and in the immediate past mining of New Mexico, it was quite profitable. In New Mexico, other than a few places where there were big rushes and towns sprung up overnight, it was interesting what the marginally profitable fields, where there was some concentration of gold and silver that gave the area, um, you know, people would come there, but only mining technology could extract the true value. The very primitive miners with a pickaxe and a mule loaded some rocks into a sack and brought it to town to be assayed. Well, they gave way to the placer mines where tons and tons of rocks are milled mechanically to overall get significant amounts of precious metals through the tons of rocks. There's two types of gold. So there's load gold where you can see the gold, you can hold it in your hand, you can excitedly say, gold, gold. I have found gold. Then there's placer gold, which is gold entwined in rocks, which must be crushed to release the gold, uh, the gold through tons of rocks at a time. When the rich load gold uh, becomes depleted, then it's only profitable with the placer for large operations that run stamp mills and things like that. The need for large capital investments took gold mining out of the hands of the individual miners. In the last 50 years or so in White Oaks, New Mexico, there's one more gold story that I got to see firsthand. 
1978, I was the owner and editor of the Lincoln County News, a weekly newspaper in Carrizozo, New Mexico, 13 miles south of White Oaks. There was a renewed rush to mine gold. It appeared that it was a rush. However, the short of the story was that promoters were selling shares in gold mining operation ventures that to me seemed to want to promote a lot, but did not seem to want to produce. One day, a promoter I was talking to let the cat out of the bag. Here's what he said. He said, don't dig in a gold mine because then it's obvious how much gold you have. When you're promoting the value of a gold claim, you talk about the possibility of limitless gold. So don't mess up a gold mine by digging in it. <laughs> that finally told me what I needed to know. Every time they wanted a Lincoln County news story about gold mining between 1978 and 1981 when I owned the newspaper, I told them they were front page news with the first bucket of gold they shipped. They instead went to places like Las Vegas, Nevada and sold mining venture shares to people inclined to gamble. That's Las Vegas, Nevada. And then time after time, it seemed to me, the mining ventures went bust and then they reformed another mining venture to sell shares. For all I know, they could be doing it today as we speak. There are operations though where you really can get gold. You can legitimately pan for gold in kind of cold water. It kind of hurts the small of your back, but you see that gold in the little pan and maybe it's quite thrilling. Load gold in streams that have not been mined is something you can still find in New Mexico. A fun time is had by all, they say, but don't quit your daytime job. <laughs> That's what they say. Michael Swickard here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. A little history, a little Western history. At this time in 1877, John Good, a New Mexico rancher, cattleman, gunfighter, perhaps even a rustler. I mean, there was a lot of rumors about John Good. He had a lively discussion as to the ownership of the horse that he was riding. In the Old West, this did happen from time to time. Now, he had just ridden into Blanco City, Texas. And when he rode into town within a few minutes, a man named Robinson, don't know a first name, found Good and the horse and he loudly asked Good where he got the horse. Now in Western circus, circles, you ask that kind of a question and that way, and it was always a cause for gunfire. There were other ways you could ask about a horse, such as, hey, is that horse for sale? Then the ownership could be discussed. But that was a challenge, and evidently John Good's answer was both not recorded and was not good enough to satisfy Robinson, so Robinson pulled his pistol and went to shooting. This was before smokeless cartridges, so immediately neither man could see very clearly. However, besides being named good and being good at getting horses and a, probably a good rancher, John Good, the New Mexico rancher, was good at gunfighting. As can be expected in such a situation, Robinson was buried the next day and Good was cleared because Robinson had shot first. So John Good, who'd only spent a very small time in town, immediately left before anybody or the authorities 
could question the ownership of his horse. Now, do I know anything more about him or the horse? No, but it's a good story. I, I like that story. Let's talk taste. You can turn your next barbecue into a fiesta with the Fresh Chili Company's Hatch Tequila Lime Barbecue. Now, doesn't that sound good? It's made with 100% certified Hatch Chili. Authentic Mexican flavors of tequila and lime transform the bold flavors of Hatch Chili into a cookout favorite. Create excitement in every bite at your next backyard barbecue cookout or even if you're working in your kitchen. It is good. Now here's something I really do like a lot. There is a local honey with Hatch Red Chili in it that I find just great. It's called Hatch Hot Honey, sweet and spicy. The Fresh Chili Company makes this product by infusing real sun-dried Hatch Red Chili into 100% local, and local means Mesilla Valley, honey from the clay chute, honey from the clay chute farms. It's the same wonderful honey they have brought to people, but you have that honey and then to it, what you do is you add some of the wonderful Hatch Red Chili and you get sun-dried Hatch Red Chili. You can get that in a jar, a 16 ounce jar, and you can have just that. It's really good on enchiladas, but when you add it to Hatch uh, Hot Honey, oh man, this hot honey is thick and rich with just enough heat, just enough of a kick to make everything you put it on better and better. Me, what do I like? I like this hot honey on sourdough homemade biscuits. I bet that makes you think, maybe I should go to the kitchen and do a little cooking of biscuits. Now, one thing that happens to when people live in Las Cruces and happen to be in our little slice of paradise, they can come by the Fresh Chili Company's gift shop at 1160 El Paseo Road, Suite D7 in Las Cruces. It's open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. There's lots of good things, including that new product I talk about, the cocktail sauce with a rich, lively New Mexico twang. Boy, I, I've had it with both shrimp and on something I was cooking. Man, good. The Fresh Chili Company cocktail sauce has two types of Hatch Valley red chili products, and I tried it at home. It's a taste sensation in my house. Come by the Fresh Chili Company's gift shop and you can definitely try it. It's a big sign over the entrance saying, The Fresh Chili Company. This is Michael Swickard with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, brought to you by The Fresh Chili Company. Thank you for your time today. We'll always have lots of news and stories. If you have something or someone you'd like me to talk about, write to michael at freshchilico.com. michael at freshchilico.com. Have a great rest of your day, and eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili is good and more is better as long as it's Hatch Valley Chili. Bye for now.